everybody to the Easy Mojo Podcast. This is Brain, Brian Gilronan, BG, and Daniel Peterson. And today we have the honor of having Mr. One Adam Stone yes. with us today. Um, say hello to the people. What's up, everybody? All right. An honor. Well, An honor. Yeah, now, man. now I'm honored. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a love fest, everybody. Let's just send I can tell already. <laughs> um, so Adam is a local musician. I'd say a uh, local connection kind of guy. You know so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, event organizer, uh, voice actor, drummer in Toontown, local Cincinnati band, yep. uh, songwriter, videographer, business owner, um, uh, solid human being. Yeah. Yeah. Cool uh, dude. Uh, Keep uh, going. Problem solver. Right, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Whatever you Jigsaw need. Jigsaw puzzles. Uh, <laughs> Rubik's cube. He makes great icing for cake. And we could. What else can you think day? of? Fucking guacamole master. I, I don't make good icing. I oh, just made that okay. up. But yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks seriously. for being here, brother. Yeah, it's good to have you, me, man. So yeah. everybody here, uh, Daniel, Jeff, and I have all played in some capacity in a band with you, mm-hmm. Adam, at, at some point. Yeah. And that was, um, you know. Maybe you, not Daniel. I have not played. Really? No. You've been, have you played in shows he's put on? I've been on shows. Yeah, there we go. But I've That's never close. actually see? had the pleasure of playing music. Right, right. It's like six degrees of Adam Stone. Like <laughs> yeah, man. Cincinnati. And now that, now that you said that, Daniel, we'll have to just remedy that, I guess, yeah. at some point. We need to do that. Um, yes. Yeah. What, what kind of bands have two drummers? Ooh, <laughs> that your Wait. Toontown point two oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, no, but know. yeah, we, be on the lookout, people. Yes, yep, yep. Um, and all the social media. <laughs> so most of that stuff was for for Halloween parties, and mm-hmm. um, as Brian was bringing it up, we, uh, yeah, we've done shit. We did Talking Heads together, mm-hmm. and we did Beck. We um, did yes, Talking Heads and Beck. Yep, in different places. They were both very fun. Mm-hmm. Very hot. I think well, that I think that Talking Heads show is the hottest I've ever been in oh, my dude. entire life. Was that the that was the North that was Yacht Northside Club. Yacht Club mm-hmm. in that little shout yeah out, man shout out to them yeah they're great but man it's a hard <laughs> place to wear a David Byrne big suit which yeah <laughs> which was quite stunning uh, this is this was for these were for Halloween shows that he's organized for gosh how many years is this yeah, now well if you count the very first one then we're talking about eight years ago the first one was not Damn. a cover show though that was just the uh, initial. Um, this all started at the church I live in on the on the west side. Okay, and we had a first Halloween party. I think the the second year that we moved in there, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was awesome. It was a you know big rager, but that was kind of the first we were like, okay, we can throw mm-hmm. not big ragers, but real big ragers, really really big. <laughs> we got to find and a bigger place. Long, got... long story short, we got to the point where the ragers got too big for even the big rager place, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why we ended up. You know, I at that point took it to. Well, Tinderbox, that, that like warehouse. I don't know if you guys were at that was one. That yeah, the, we were you there. Played, yeah. was, you played in the Clash. Yeah, what, yeah, we did that. The Secret That's Six right. did the yeah, Clash. We, yeah. So that, yeah, that was with the collapsed roof? Yes. Like in um, yeah. uh, in Over the Rhine, kind of north over the Rhine or whatever. Terrifying, but perfect for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well... You didn't. Uh, you didn't show any terror. You were. You well, were Johnny on the spot. It was night. literally. Yeah. It was a. It was a show in a warehouse space that was falling apart. Yeah. Right. I there mean, was, yeah. There was. I mean, there wasn't no roof. It was literally a falling. Half the roof. It was like right. the the middle section. There yeah. was some roof on each end, and yes. the middle section was just not there. <laughs> there was, some and it was roof. all on the floor, and yeah. they put a fence around it. And there were probably, I felt like a thousand people there. I'm sure it was right. not that. We'll say a close. thousand. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, it was. It was over. I would say throughout the night, literally, like like if we're 
being straight is over 400 people throughout the night. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah I believe it. And the fact that n- nobody like totally ate shit or like, you had, know, a had a brick real problem. <laughs> it was kind of impressive. <laughs> and also cause we had, we had a lot of homebrew. Um, and I would love to name the people that made it cause they're awesome, but yeah. I don't think they want me to name them. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> but okay. that was some, uh, it was some strong brew. And mm-hmm. I think we had something like 16, uh, six barrels and they were gone in Jesus. about two and a half hours yeah so yeah that that gives you a little bit of perspective on the scale my, of the party. my favorite part of that particular performance was in uh, uh newport secret six was acting as the clash we added stephen kuffner to the mix to, mm-hmm. to yeah that's the, the first time i ever met him buttress right? it yep yeah. all in our denim glory and uh someone <laughs> uh put a what was it a, what was it jeff I think it was a pumpkin. pumpkin i think it was a pumpkin oh yes there it was, was a, a pumpkin, pumpkin in the, like right <laughs> in the middle of the dance floor right in front of us with um i don't know if there was a plastic baby in the pumpkin with the firecrackers <laughs> or hanging above yeah but there's a picture of of just this wonderful <laughs> I still have that picture. It's one of my favorite pictures of all time from any of these parties. And two things real quick. Firstly, that baby that you brought up. That baby has been the keystone of the Halloween decorations for years now. We no. have, it's revived uh, the... Every year we get a little bit more oh you know, gosh. on the decoration end. And now it's like enough to decorate an entire bar, like a haunted house more or less. That's amazing. And that, that baby is like the last thing that really brings it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like right. when we first got it at the church, we'd, we like put it in... We had an uh, elevator and the door had this like vertical skinny window mm-hmm. and so we had a, the baby hanging by a, a noose like with his head on backwards or something it's just like if you see it it's terrifying uh, but, but it really the, yeah. and then the uh, and together. then another year actually jay duckworth put him in the fridge and that was awesome because oh, like every funny. time someone goes right to yeah. The yeah. Like, <laughs> baby. Shit. yeah yeah You've... so i don't know what child would have cuddled that doll i mean it was from the get-go terrible. i'm not doll. sure but, but uh, the yeah. second thing, so aside from that, from that baby, uh, the second thing was that, yeah, that, that pumpkin firework situation was, yeah. um, David Horseman, who was that year, all of the, he lived at the church. It was, okay. it was him, Jake Tippy, and mm-hmm. Paul Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And we did a dead Kennedys cover band right. called the living oh, dead yeah, Kennedys, right. which was awesome. It was one of the best bands I've been in probably. Yeah. It was so fun. Um, just cause those are my homies oh, from, yeah. we yeah, all went man. to high school together so, right, right, you know, from right. way back in the day. Um, but yeah, he put, I don't know if he put it in there, but he definitely fucking lit it. And he, that's him in the picture going, Woo! like basically a flame. Oh man. <laughs> Enjoying the hell out of himself. That's Wild awesome. I'd love, to, I'd love to say we could post that picture on the website, but that'd probably get us in trouble. So. <laughs> with who? Nah, yeah, that's a good point. Depends on which face you get in trouble see. with. That's fair. We don't answer it to anybody, right? That's true. So we're going to try and find it, everybody. Yeah. So that back. wasn't a question. We don't answer to anybody. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. You referenced the, the... Well, actually, you mentioned all those guys. Um, where'd you... Did you grow up in Cincinnati? You Kind of, yeah. yeah. My I'm a pilot son, so I, oh, okay. I was actually born in England. My dad oh, was wow. in the Air Force. It was on a U.S. Air Force base, so I didn't get the fucking dual citizenship, unfortunately. Mm, damn. Which, I mean, now with Brexit and everything, I don't know if I want to... That's... Uh, <laughs> Touche. Yeah, for a while I was like, oh, that'd be cool if I need to escape America. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, Drat, that, yeah, uh, so we moved around a lot as a, as a kid yeah. and then at some point, he, so he got hired on, uh, for Delta in the early nineties mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's still a Delta pilot and Damn. that's why we moved to Cincinnati because there used to be a big Delta hub oh, here at yeah, CBG yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it wasn't after yeah. a while. That's when they moved to Atlanta because that's obviously the Delta hub. and I stayed here because okay. I was already in college and stuff. Right. Um, and my brother lived in Lexington and other, like that was pretty much mm-hmm. it. They moved away. 
Hmm. Uh, we stayed and, um, yeah, that's how I ended up here. And honestly, everybody else that I know here, especially the people that have, you know, born and raised here, they're like, oh yeah, I just kind of want to like go anywhere else. We were just talking about Paul Schroeder (laughs) trying out Chicago and he loved, he loved doing that. It was Mm -hmm. a great, Mm -hmm. you know, great for him to like, he's always lived in Cincinnati. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I understand that, but I was kind of the opposite where I had moved around so many times. I never went to a school for more than two years Mm -hmm. until high school. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Thank God. You finally, finally yeah. put some roots I'm down. I'm chill here. Yeah. And I really yeah. like this Cincinnati right. because yeah. it, it fits yeah. me as far as the size of the city. And mm-hmm. I love the hills and the you know the seasons and stuff. So mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. the seasons don't really work anymore. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Not so much. No. Not so much. Nine, 95 degrees, October 3rd, I think, right. the day of this we're, recording. We're going to go outside. It'll be snowing or something. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is times. actually going to get ready to drop like... Yeah, actually, I think it is... 20, 30 degrees turn or tonight, something right? crazy. We, yeah. we hope so. Yep. Yes, we do. Can only hope so. Ready for the fall. Don't so you, so you, you ended up in Cincinnati and you, you decided to plan here. Yeah, pretty much. And I don't know if I'll live here forever, but that was, mm-hmm. I absolutely wanted somewhere I could like, you know, hold on some friendships and, sure. you know, um, and that's, I, I did go to, I went to college in Louisville for a year and a half. Oh yeah. And then came back up and did the NKU thing. Um, and then we kind of all found our way back to each other. As I mentioned, the four of us went to high school together. Mm-hmm. So then we found our way back to each other because of this church. I lived with Paul more or less like all those years after okay. after graduating aside from when we were out of town so mm-hmm. um then the church happened is you know literally just fell in our laps what what is the church yeah yeah, yeah. so a few references right, we right. all know what it is but yeah so martini united church of christ <laughs> it's saint martini which is kind of strange because it's very german catholic or it's not catholic but it's a very german catholic town yeah and a but, very german church yeah it even says you know die kirche on the outside is oh. it's all in german but huh. it's martini obviously sounds italian. Very italian yeah they're so not sure what happened there they were there, they were uh, there is a saint martin but party people germans don't know where that i came yeah. from <laughs> so anyway yeah it's this old church on the west side uh as you go out towards the west side it's not too far off the from the highway mm-hmm. but um yeah they it was built in 1861 i want to say oh, and then they added a big back part onto it for like um bible studies and in a lot of uh, younger education stuff yeah in 1940 so oh, even that's wow. pretty old but that's like kind of our living space is the yeah. back area yeah um so they did a little renovation to make it livable more mm-hmm. or less and so that the four of us could live there which joe frankel was actually we were talking about him before we yep. started the show and he was the originally there as well okay. it was all the frankel project guys and then me and then joe moved and dave came in so mm-hmm. anyway yeah the, the church has been like i said just fell in our laps it's the biggest I mean, of all the things I could say that I've worked for in my life, it's not one of them at okay. all. I didn't do shit, you know? <laughs> but it's also been about the biggest blessing yeah. Uh, yeah. of my life because right. yeah, a real anchor. not only not <clears throat> only was it incredible for me as a musician, oh, I can play drums whenever I want, mm-hmm. oh, I have a, a huge chapel to sing in, all these awesome things yeah. as a musician, but also, um, you know, having, being able to, to put other traveling bands up or you know we got involved with couch surfing mm-hmm. and we've had a ton of guests through um with that and you know it's just a it's a space that we felt so fortunate to totally just like walk into yeah lo- total mm-hmm. stroke of luck and we had to share that you know that's the only thing yeah. you can do is to share that with people that's awesome. otherwise you're a real bastard <laughs> <laughs> right. but no that was just kind of our natural impulse too you know we were all just like yeah there's just too much space for mm-hmm. for just us it is yeah. an amazing we gotta space. take we gotta like have other people in here so I mean, you've the had, long story and short, you're hosting right? like it's you host shows there yeah we then, used to yeah we haven't for some years now but mm-hmm. right but for a while it was pretty kicking yeah and right. it was regular it was like yeah. every month yeah and, yeah um yeah that's that's kind of how it really 
like I mentioned earlier, got too big. Is that we started right. really kind of gaining some ground on how it's many like people a, knew about it, and there venue. there were a lot less DIY spaces yeah. than when I was, you know, in, yeah. in late high school or early college or whatever. Is I could go to, you know, all, there's six different houses that had mm-hmm. shows every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I don't even know of any of them. It's probably because I'm old, but also yeah. because there's just not as many. I think, and it, they get shut down more easily. And yeah. there's a lot to it. So yeah, we we don't do it as much anymore because, like I said, a lot of the parties really outgrew mm-hmm. and needed to go somewhere else. But also we just got tired of our house being wrecked <laughs> to be the, honest it's like time. every month you know the only time you clean is before the party and after the party yeah. and that's because you have to yeah and it's always it's not like oh and... let's like do a couple dishes it's mm-hmm. like clean yeah. the whole fucking church yeah right deep, yeah deep clean yeah yeah so that uh, yeah. and no complaints but um we got tired of that eventually yeah, sure. and we're like let's do it a little less often mm-hmm. so then we kind of pulled back and we did like four or five shows a year mm-hmm. and then since some people moved out in the last couple of years we've just you know we've used it for more like recording and rehearsal than live shows. Yeah. And it honestly, I mean, I did a recording there a year or two ago, Joe's truck stop. Oh yeah. I'm working with Jake Tippy. Yeah. On American dreams. uh, uh, Yeah. I forgot you played on that. Cool. And that space was just, I mean, I'm obviously biased, but just being there for so many different times, but it really Mm -hmm. is a cool space to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys ever rent that out or whatnot. No. Um, Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Some of it is... Uh, so the the reason that we ended up there just briefly was because uh, Paul Schroeder's family owns a business that bought the church oh, for right. some of their business stuff. So the front involves some of that. Um, and we're kind of the caretakers. Um, and not as in a front like a drug front. No, Everyone sorry. listening out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, very a very like organized business. Yes. It's, yeah, it's pretty true. cool responsible yeah. business yep so yes. um yeah we we pretty much you know we we got the they're, they're really happy to have us there but i feel like we got the long end of the stick mm. <laughs> you know we get the family discount and they yeah. they, they love to have us so that's great uh, it's a really yeah. it's a really you know symbiotic relationship this, it works the well sanctuary too. is great i mean it's incredible for photo shoots it's beautiful for yeah. the organ still works kind of voice um, stuff. it does that huge it broke a couple times but okay it's been fixed a couple times and the, yeah that um rounded wooden ceiling it's is beautiful just, the acoustics in there are incredible so that's mainly what we use it for now is mm-hmm. i mean I, you couldn't have a better room to go sit with a guitar and sing a song and oh, work yeah. on yeah. some writing yeah. Yeah. it's right, inspirational right. really you know how some things whether it's an amplifier mm-hmm. or a space just mm-hmm. inspires mm-hmm. Yeah. writing yeah. That's one of those, and that's where a lot of my songs have come from. Is I just go in there and I, I sit by myself late at night, mm-hmm. put the spotlight on, and just you know, do whatever the hell I want. But ultimately, that turns into songs. So yeah, it's it's well, great. That's awesome. When uh, when did you get into music? Um, I was always kind of like I I was always a, uh, I had the ear as a kid, but mm-hmm. I didn't really practice anything or do anything because my family was not musical at all. Um, in, including my extended family. We don't okay. really have any musicians. Although, um, my younger brother, who I have a couple much younger siblings, he's mm-hmm. just going to college now. And he plays bassoon and um, and got some scholarship money and is going to um, UMKC, which is a really good music yeah. school in Kansas City. Very cool. Um, for bassoon. So, yeah, there's some... And, and I have a couple other younger cousins that have that play um, some, some instruments and stuff. So, there's a little bit of a... a I don't know if it's a turn, a generational turn, or if people are just interested and are going to drop it. But yeah. I was more or less a, a little bit of a uh, black sheep isn't the right word because I wasn't a real troublemaker. That was my brother. I was more of the like Self-taught. just kind of uh, outlier yeah. of the family, you know, which is fine. 
it's not that nobody is creative in my family right but not a lot of musicians yeah. you know, i was the first to have a tattoo you know like <laughs> of, we're talking about extended family here right so yeah. um and very uh conservative mostly catholic okay. and great people but i'm not either of those things mm-hmm. <laughs> so a little bit of a rebel in the ranks kind of thing yeah. from from uh uh, the latter latter years of high school. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to to fully answer your question on on getting started in music, I always had the ear, but I, j- I didn't really get into it until um, I met those guys I mentioned earlier that I lived with at the church. When I met them in high school, I was hanging out with some well, pretty much just some douchebags. Okay. <laughs> and then I okay. I was like, oh, these guys are douchebags. How about <laughs> these other guys? And they're all listening to Rancid, and you know, I mean, it's just absolutely like rebelling right high school mm-hmm. music the basically yeah, right, right and i was like okay i like this better those are your people <laughs> right right these are my people and they have been ever since and that that music bond was was and is strong i just went to riot fest with with paul like two weeks ago you know? nice there you go and got nice. to hear some of those uh yeah s- uh, super nostalgic albums it was their 15th anniversary so it was like oh wow people were playing seminal albums you know mm-hmm. yeah against me did reinventing axel rose and even like blink 182 was probably the biggest band and they played enema okay. of the state oh and my god it was just like this total throwback oh yeah like, and i was there with my yeah, friend feel, paul who back in the day good. we listened to this shit together <laughs> right yeah the dude that it was yeah right that's awesome yeah so from there i just kind of went my own way and uh, yeah. i mean were you playing during that in high school no, no not at all um i didn't start playing until honestly even after i dropped out of college um, okay. because i was trying a few different things i didn't know what the hell i wanted to do with my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. i did some i tried engineering first i did <clears throat> I was undeclared for a while i studied biology right I was interested in it all i liked it all yeah that's kind of I'm kind of an everything guy and interested in stuff, and I like learning. And I was going to say mm-hmm. the exact same thing. Just yeah, like to learn. It, so, um, but music is music's got me for sure. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. that's what mm-hmm. I like to learn most about, and and that that was made pretty clear to me in my early twenties. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm actually going to start learning, you know, some some technique, and mm-hmm. and then actually start writing some songs. And um, I actually came across the ukulele was the first thing that I really felt inspired to write a song on because it's such an easier instrument. I'd been trying oh, yeah? to play guitar for years and guitar is, I mean, I wish I would have started on ukulele. Yeah. Guitar is complicated. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I ultimately, I love guitar more per, like now, yeah. um, mm-hmm. just because it's, there's so much you can do on it and it's mm-hmm. just an amazing instrument. But mm-hmm. the ukulele is, is so simple and it's not just a beginner's instrument, but I wish I would have began on it. Right. You know, yeah. um, sure. you can move one finger, refret one right. thing and then you have a whole different chord you, and you don't have to go very far it. and it's yeah. nylon strings it doesn't hurt your fingers right so all this stuff and it's very easy to sing over basically so mm-hmm. that's when i first got inspired to be like i'm gonna write some lyrics to this in a vocal melody mm-hmm. and the very first song i ever wrote was called i've got eyes for you is this little love song and it's super cute and it was nice actually uh yeah actually my brother is still like that's my favorite that's your favorite your best song seriously <laughs> can we find it can we find that song yeah there's a, there's a video uh I think before we started recording, Daniel mentioned I I did some videos. I haven't ever uh, recorded an album in full, but we mm-hmm. did some videos of individual mm-hmm. songs and uh, different ideas. Some of them were like one was I was riding in the back of a pickup truck down a road. Okay. One of them was you know in a like a kind of valley next to a lake outside. Mm-hmm. But the first one was in the chapel with the ukulele playing. Oh, I've got cool. eyes for you, and it was if you listen to it, it's pretty clear that I you know not very good at singing yet because <laughs> it, it was on it i've always like written beyond my means a little bit uh-huh. it's like oh i'm a better writer than a performer or singer uh but that one is at like, the time i had i had tried to nail it like 30 times so my voice was going out and oh everything. yeah uh but the the feelings there and mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun so that's kind of where i 
where mm. I started at, and that was about 10 years ago or so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, 10 years flies. And you play drums, too, right? Yeah, and that's the um, the current band is called Toontown. That's a T-O-O-N, mm-hmm. just so you're not confused uh, as to if we have the shittiest oh, band right. name ever or a pretty cool band name. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> it's not t-u-n-e uh, hell nah <laughs> that would be a pretty horrible that's name bad. that's bad so yeah that's my buddy alex Otto, um mm-hmm. and i've known him for for many years and um he's an excellent um songwriter guitar player but mm-hmm. he's yeah. he's very unique he has a lot of idi- idiosyncrasies there's right. like nobody can play what he plays okay um and he can't play what other people play either <laughs> You know, huh. it's just like he's kind of does what he, he does, does what he does, what he does, does it well. And, and he's, you're on board or and he's gotten a lot better yeah. at it over the years. And, um, I was, I was drawn to him immediately because his, um, he's got a, he kind of sits in between a couple genres. He's got okay. this really like, um, kind of bluesy folky take on, you know, rock and, and, mm-hmm. and there, you know, he plays like a loud distorted amp, but yeah. it's a lot of finger plucking and it's this old shitty, but awesome silver tone guitar with mm-hmm. the lipstick pickup from, <laughs> from Sears Roebuck in the eighties, you know, oh, yeah, and wow. it's barely yeah. hanging on <clears throat> by a thread, yeah. but it sounds amazing and it's like, perfect for him. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's a very one of a kind mm-hmm. guy and one of a kind player. Um, and I was drawn to that immediately. And so I've been playing drums with him for five or six years and okay. we started playing out two or three years ago as, did, as a two-piece how did you guys get to meet each other we worked at green bean delivery it's, oh uh, my gosh yeah I actually not too far that. from here yeah yeah uh, or at least where we worked was it's based out of indianapolis but okay. yeah I, I met a ton of people there and it was yeah. like a uh i think most people found that job via craigslist it was mm-hmm. back when everybody used craigslist for everything for everything uh-huh. right yeah and, uh, that's how yeah, I met I these the guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Serious. I thought that was a joke. No. no. Mm-hmm. W. Jamba uh, had an ad in Craigslist, and I was that's like, how it just started. Drama band. wanted kind of thing? Yeah, and I was huh. like, this band sounds weird. All right. I'll, <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Who all, was, who all was in there at the time? Obviously, Jay and Brain. Uh, yeah. And Jeff. Jeff, Jeff was sitting uh, right there. Uh, Alex. Okay. Michael wasn't in the band. There was it was Michael Sam. was living you in were, Arizona. Jeff was like Chap yeah. was you playing the, the backbone. Yep. That was yeah. that was it. Yeah, but I totally it was like a random like these guys are either gonna chop me up and eat me or it's gonna be a pretty cool band. So <laughs> yeah. sounds good. Yeah, it worked out. Hey, good thing <laughs> it was the ladder. Out. That's cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually um, one of the early shows that i saw of w jamba maybe even the first one i don't think so but one of the early shows was at crazy fox and, oh yeah uh, and Newport, i remember kentucky and i also remember i didn't know her but i, I remember crystal was was taking pictures mm-hmm. at that show that's and, right and yeah. i didn't know who the hell she was but i was like oh here's this you know like awesome sounded band and this little photographer running around this like Climb i was really into it you know mm-hmm. like this whole thing's pretty cool um, yeah man it was a good scene mm-hmm. yeah, it really man. was and so yeah I'm glad that that's still still kicking. That's yeah. been a mm-hmm. shit. How long has that project been going on? In total, over thirteen years. Thirteen. Thirteen yeah, years. I, yes. I don't want to think about <laughs> how old no. I am right now. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yeah, we don't have to yeah, think no, about I mean, that. It's just been be great. Man. Just yeah, I mean, be, <laughs> been be grateful that you've yeah, had, had that right amazing yep. you know group absolutely. of guys and yeah. project to do. That's so. Adam. That's what I, I love about you. I agree. Your your attitude is always just always positive Super even if positive. some yeah. weird shit's going down like i i will look to adam like we good like <laughs> good i mean you've you just i don't know i mean do you think about how many 
I feel like you've touched a lot of people's lives, right? Like through yeah, all these you. different events and like I opening agree, your yeah. home up for years. Yeah. I mean, you were mentioning couch surfers. I mean, yeah. what kind of what kind of bands? Like, can you do you have a few? Uh, yeah, well, a lot best of... of stories of couch surfers <laughs> over the years. Yeah, there's actually a lot of best <laughs> of. Um, so a lot of the bands that have come through were separate from couch surfing because it's just like oh. You know, this person, you know, in the music scene or even it might have been you guys at one point. It's like, hey, we played with this band. They don't have anywhere to stay tonight. And I don't know anyone that can fit six guys in an apartment. Right. Right. Can you put them in your church? You're like, yeah, of course. Of course. You know, we have plenty of space. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's been a lot of bands outside of couchsurfing. But couchsurfing has been absolutely an incredible thing for us. Mm -hmm. I've only ever couchsurfed once. Okay. um, But we've had over 200 people come through or people or groups of people. And we have you know, over a hundred positive reviews on the, on the website or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's just been a long time now. Um, and we never stopped because mm-hmm. it's mostly Jake Tippy and I that have, have run it. He, he actually, it was his profile initially because he was couch surfing in Europe. Oh, that's right. Um, yep. And then when, when we moved in the church, he's like, man, this is a, like a really good opportunity to, to put people up. Mm-hmm. And, and so we kind of mm-hmm. started with bands and then we had some couch surfers in. Um, I mentioned that first Halloween party earlier. Yeah. The month prior to that was our first couch surfers. It was these um, three or four Polish girls, and okay. they were really awesome. Mm-hmm. And they actually came back for that Halloween party, and no they were the Spice way. Girls. Oh, no yes, awesome. that's awesome. Because they were doing, they were like all pairs uh, for the summer or whatever, oh, and they yeah. went out, and they would take different trips, but they were living in Pennsylvania or something like that. And they came back for the Halloween <laughs> party. Awesome. That's, that's so great. Cool. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah, I, um, some, of the, some of the great stories from that... There's a couple really hilarious, like we had a, we had a group of, uh, it was over 20. I want to say it was about 25 people and it wow. was only three adults and the rest were like youth group kids. Oh, seriously? And Jesus. we kind of agreed afterward oh, we're that they, Look at they this. were misunderstanding <laughs> how this whole thing, <laughs> how this works. thing worked. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Hide the beer. <laughs> and it was pretty hysterical. I mean, there was like kids sleeping all over the place. We're, uh, we're talking teenagers, you know, yeah. not children, oh, but geez. Uh, that's actually that's worse actually yeah it was worse it was luckily a one night thing but man i'll never forget when they pulled up in their like four vans or whatever and the chaperones got out and they were like "Uh oh (laughs) 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 not because it's a scary place but i think they got the vibe pretty quick that like this is not an operating church not an actual it's not like in the best part of town are our kids yeah Who's it's, gonna sue me when we? Can- <laughs> you guys are in a squirreled away baby little... hanging in the window. What, yeah. what is this place? <laughs> yeah, right. What's yeah. With that? Yeah. A baby in the, the refrigerator. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. I thought this was a youth camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's uh, the breakfast bar? What the hell? So so many other good stories. I've had. I mean, I've had over the over the course of all the couch surfers, I've had you know made great friends with people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I have countless people across the world now that I could stay with if I want to. Pretty much everyone that comes through, it's amazing. They're wowed by the church, and then mm-hmm. there's like, oh, there's good guys that live here, and they're always like, if you ever come to this part of town or or the, cool. this country or the world, yeah, you have a place to stay. So that's a really cool uh, thing that I can fall back on if I ever want to just like go and run the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, up and uh, leave or just go yeah. somewhere I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I've mm-hmm. never been to. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, some of some of the relationships i built from it or you just don't expect necessarily mm-hmm. you right. don't know who's going to come through mm-hmm. and um you know sometimes that's an incredible musician sometimes it's a pretty girl sometimes mm-hmm. it's you know uh you know two 60 year olds that mm-hmm. have like been sustainably farming their own land in the city for wow 50 years or whatever who knows you know there's so much and uh, it's awesome. been a real a real cool thing to you know 
like I said, the, the whole situation kind of dropped in our lap, but we've tried to use it as good as we can. And I yeah. think that's kind of what you're touching on, Brian, is that, you know, that is, that is kind of how I operate and how most of my close mm-hmm. friends do too. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you got to give what you get. And it was, it, mm-hmm. especially if you're super fortunate with something, you mm-hmm. got to pass that on and, um, share that with people. So that might be a, a church or it might be, you know, your, your songs, yeah. but you got to yeah. share them with people. Right. Yeah. Right. I hear I love that, it. man. That's awesome. I mean, the, that's another good point too. I mean, your whole crew of people and the, the kind of connections that you've built, I mean, you, you guys all do like the, the Halloween parties are fun because it has that vibe like that. You're everybody's all are welcome. Kind of yeah, totally. come as situation. you are, come as you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which that's is usually fun. like crazy costume. <laughs> it's come as you what are. I, okay. I'm going to be like a, a witch, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That that is true. That's something we didn't mention. The Halloween uh, parties do have some pretty rad costumes. Yeah. And Jeff sitting here, um, looking at, at you, thinking of your costumes. I mean, Lumberjack <laughs> overall, man. What was the name? What was the name of that guy that year? Gus. 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 <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just uh it's it's something else. You did the God of War guy, right? No. No? I should have. Oh. I should have. Okay. <laughs> you get a little more uh shape for that oh no <laughs> jeff's saying he needs to work out that's not true no just put not that true put that thing on your put face that face paint on man you're good to go <laughs> yeah oh, man so you were saying that um i know we've talked a few times like you were doing green bean delivery but i know that you've kind of branched out and changed you're running your own kind of business now what yeah, what's yeah. what's going on with you now and and just briefly because green bean delivery is a ridiculous name <laughs> that was not just delivering green beans <laughs> it was just a it was a general um a produce uh, delivery mm-hmm. organization and it was uh, not just produce it became like you know um, local dairy and mm-hmm. and kind of trying to be sustainable food farm to door kind of thing and it yeah. was there's right. a lot it's of a those now program. but that was like kind of one of the yeah the early early on it was originally yeah, farm fresh delivery and then there was a lawsuit yep. and yeah. then they became green bean delivery right and right, bean yep. is actually an acronym so it's a it's a weird name, but oh, really? I just wanted to yeah say oh. that's not like just a green beans service. Well, you guys, thanks for you guys are really out. cranking out the green beans. Man. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you got where the hell is us? your supplier? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So anyway, crazy in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. So now, um, yeah, that was I've I've done a lot of different jobs. Yeah. Um, and um, a lot of kitchen work. And yep, eventually, yep. a few years ago, I actually worked right down the street from where we're at at Sencha Tea House. Oh, um, and that okay. was a, an excellent nice. job. I worked there for three or four years. Yeah. In yeah. a kitchen that's a you know basically like a long closet, <laughs> uh, uh, but it was awesome because uh, I had a boss and we were the only two kitchen people and we would just alternate days. Mm-hmm, so I was pretty mm-hmm. much in, in charge of the kitchen when she, when I was working. Yeah, you know, and that's I work really well in that system where if something goes wrong, it's on you. But yep. if anything goes right, you get credit for because you did a yeah. good job. You know, so, yeah, yeah, it works. Uh, right. That's that's a good situation for me, and I kind of realized at this point any other kitchen job also i was working 10 to 6 which is unheard of for oh a kitchen gosh, job really? yeah that's I mean, pretty tight man yeah yeah, yeah. damn pretty tight pretty so i was like tight. anywhere else i go is gonna be worse <laughs> yep <laughs> I, I can't yeah. work in kitchen anymore so. yeah right yeah. Uh, but i was already um studying voiceover and mm-hmm. that's the what i'm what i'm doing now mm-hmm. um i've taken the last um uh, three years or so um to basically study um, build a business mm-hmm. and learn. It's not just voiceover technique. It's not just vocal delivery. 
you got to learn how to do fucking everything because you're a one man circus. I mean, your so, website kind of lays yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you got to learn. That's your, that's your business you started was the voiceover. That's right. right that's yeah. right. Okay. And even if you're not totally doing all the work, you still need to know how it works, like branding. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I mean, you, you yeah. got to figure it out and, and you got to book about stuff. and so, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah when it comes right. to like getting work, how do you do that? Well, it's a totally different ballgame than how do you do a good voiceover? Yep. How I do you market c- yourself? How do you, yeah. how do you, and this is a big one. And this is what I had the most problem with, and I'm I'm still not great at it. But how do you schedule your fucking day when you have all the time to yourself? Yep. Right. So You're if you if you have a day job, you have something to revolve around. Yeah. Every single week, it doesn't matter if you're there every day. Every single week, you have something that's going on, and you can you can work everything else kind of around that. Yeah. When you don't have that, there's nothing to work around. So <laughs> right. everything yeah. becomes nebulous. Yeah. And I found this yeah. out the hard way when I quit that day job. And I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to like start getting voiceover work immediately, you know? And then I'm like, oh, well, actually, shit done of stuff to learn. And I'm terrible at waking up. And <laughs> I don't work as many hours on this as I should every day. And yeah. some days I just, you know, fuck off. Or some days I don't fuck off, but I do things that they're kind of responsible like laundry or something but right. i shouldn't have i should have been working but it's on, not like you're booking a, jobs or something right exactly yeah. exactly and then like the endless amount of rejection yep. you know totally. like i found booking bands Ooh, that i'm in or, it is god awful and it's just like you got to almost get like okay with being told no over and over oh, again 100 percent, 100 percent. and that's are you I, a glutton for punishment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and i know that from booking uh, as well yeah because uh, yeah. i kind of managed toontown yeah. over the years yeah. and and it's yeah. it's definitely that way and from also um throwing events and trying to get mm-hmm. you know uh, bands booked and stuff and mm-hmm. working with with op- venue operators with guarantees and this and that and uh, pollination fest was a oh, festival outdoor right. festival that I three years back that we can talk about. Uh, um, yeah, we'll get this we'll get back all, to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for, uh, this was all. Uh, you know, mm. it takes so. There's so many gears turning here. I was gonna. Yeah, you was, really need to have a system, or you have to have some yeah. sort of way to operate within that. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like in your brain. There's this huge ball of shit, and <laughs> it's all this stuff you have to do. Yeah, and it's everywhere, and you don't have. You know, you don't have a time and a place to do those things. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you pri- that's what I prioritize of right? all the things that have been really difficult about starting the voiceover business. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those listening, I'm still like not booking consistent work. I'm kind of at the ass end of the beginning, more or less, <laughs> of like everything. Yeah. The foundation is now laid, and I feel good about everything. And now yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. the hardest part of all of it has been scheduling my day and being diligent about sticking to it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's a hard lesson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I know it well. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean, you, you can kind of just stare off into a computer screen and be like, "What am I doing again?" I yeah. Right. What? Oh shit! It's two o'clock. That last email just said no. All, the last what? ten emails said no. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then yeah. you're like, uh, uh, I'm, it's not like, oh, I'll go watch a movie for the or movies for this day. It's like, oh, I'll go like, you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll do the dishes. You know, because I, I got to get something done, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. you know, and then it, that's fine. You needed to do the dishes, but you could have done that another time and you end up, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not like you're jerking off all day, but <laughs> it kind of is analogous to that. You know, yeah. when at the end of the day, when yeah. you look back on a year what that you spent, like, like, what, did what I, the fuck? What did I do exactly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. How do you remedy that? I mean, what do you, what did you, you come up with like your own schedule to stick to? What? Yeah. Um, the first thing that I decided I really needed to do because as I mentioned, I'm an everything guy and that goes mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. for interest, but for work too. Mm-hmm. I've always loved the 
um, idea of jack of all trades. I yep. don't subscribe to the master of none. Mm-hmm, I think it's more mm-hmm. like master of learning. You know, if you're jack of all trades, you get all kinds of stuff, you know, that if you're working on it, I love you're that. figuring it out, you're always learning new stuff. So I, yeah. I fucking um, love that, man. Cool. Yeah. That's it, a great ethos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first thing I did was to pull back a lot of what I was trying to spread myself too thin with, okay. or I wasn't trying, but I was spreading myself too thin with a Ooh, lot of things, a, you know, that's a tough. One. And so it was tough. So I, this is honestly, you could even call it a fucking paradigm shift. It was really mm-hmm. that big to say, yeah. yeah, okay, I need to focus on, and most people that have a serious career have one thing to focus on, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. Right. And you I'm still, I'm basically doing a double job. career here because I, I, I still am doing music and it's not a hobby. It's what I want to do with my life. And voiceover mm-hmm. just overlaps and meshes with that so well, yeah. but it's its own thing. And so yeah, right. that's a that's a career in of itself. So I'm still mm-hmm. doing a, like a little more than the average bear, but I'm not doing six side jobs. And I, you know, I was working on houses and I was doing weddings and I was doing you know all different kinds of things for weddings, not just like oh you you know you're involved with the music or something. But mm-hmm. I've officiated with weddings. I've done. Mm-hmm. I've catered, done the food catering. I've done pretty much every part of the wedding. You know, right? So it's like let's wow. stop trying yeah. to wear so many hats and yeah. just wear yeah. a couple. And, and so that was a big out. step. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was tough because I really like getting around and doing all those things. And mm-hmm. um, it's not to say that I don't do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. I still do, but much less. And yeah. I, I kind of designate time for them. And I say yeah. no more often. It's honestly yeah. a lot of it. I just yep. got to say no. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, about, I don't know, because I've, you know, two, three years ago, I quit my full-time job and, and, you know, started a production company and hit the road with some bands and kind of the same thing, like, yeah. you know, doing construction and remodeling and like what all was this your, different stuff. What was your stuff. day job before? Uh, remodeling. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's, I had to learn like the last few years, you know, a busy schedule doesn't necessarily mean a productive schedule, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And it's a hard thing when you're walking it out day to day, like you said, like you've got an empty day and you're like, oh shit, what am I going to do here? How am I going to, what did I get done? It's not because you don't have things to fill it with. Exactly. How do I organize this? Yeah. 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 I think it takes a lot of guts to say no, like you're saying and be like, nope, these are the two things. These are the three things, whatever. That I'm going to focus on. Yeah, and I'm and still not. Sh- I'm still not good at it. Oh <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, like it's, <laughs> I, know. I still say yes right. to all kinds yeah. of stuff. I'm uh, saying I just had the realization a about a, re- a year ago. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't walked it out <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's like Daniel, tell us how you have, uh, you know, gone beyond. <laughs> totally. You're the, I have You're the poster child. No, nope. I'm just no. standing at the gate like, man, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and there's a big yeah. difference between knowing. And, mm-hmm. and actually doing it. And mm-hmm. yes. I've, I've yes. known so much of this stuff of what I need to do. And that doesn't, you know, some of that is like, okay, I know how, or I know what I need to do to um, build this marketing campaign or, mm-hmm. or plan. But actually doing it, it comes down to a lot of like kind of deep-seated personal issues of I'm actually not that diligent, it turns out, with things, even though I know they're important mm-hmm. because they're not urgent. You know, yeah. they're in the long run. And Ooh, I'm like, yeah. right. so it's things like that where you actually really start to see yourself clear more clearly as like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, I've kind of been fucking up for a while. And what do right. I or, need to, I need you know, if, if you want to be more optimistic about it, it's like, okay, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that I have gotten better at over the years, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of, a lot of space to get to yeah, work. You, you got to give yourself a, lot a of little bit of leeway. Here. Yeah, you know, you do. or else you'll just beat yourself down. And it's a balance, I mean, right? Yeah, you, you can't give yourself too much leeway, or you're, you know, 
again, you're just, you're just you're staring right. at it's it's around. It's the same walk, man. You're absolutely right. You is. can't judge it's yourself tough. too harshly, but if you're like, man, it's okay, just then that's not good either, that's right? Weird. Yeah. It's weird. That concept yeah. pervades big and small. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, yeah. that's within very individual and specific things that that concept rides and is important. And then it's also within a, a, a career or, you know, a, mm-hmm. a decade of, of work that you're doing mm-hmm. that you really do have to balance things. So there's yes. not, there's not a single, and you have to balance it to you and your life and how it works. So even if it takes the, I mean, I think a few years ago you did not do the Halloween party right. because you needed to work on you, right? Yep, you had exactly to work right. on the business. And it was, that was, a, that's a, I'm glad here, you brought here, it up, that, Brain, because that was a huge no. Yeah. And it was hard. Yeah, I know a lot and of I, people were, some people were pissed. They're yeah. like, how dare he? It's I know. like, well, <laughs> yeah, this right. is like, his <laughs> fucking thing. Like, <laughs> neither you. How dare you? You're like, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that, that was a, that was a hard thing to say no to. And yeah. I was, I was pushed a little bit because there was like, um, a couple wedding. My cousin got married that October. Mm-hmm. There's a couple weddings that month. So there was a lot of stuff going on and I was just kind of getting into the voiceover stuff mm-hmm. and, um, really trying to put the right foot forward. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. to, to put that off for a year was tough. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, even the next year, like when we did, um, when we did the Beck thing, oh, yeah. uh, Brian yeah, played, so played saxophone, fun. and yep. uh, Beck cover band that I, yeah, I sang. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was so much fun, but that, that party was a little bit less because I had taken that year off. So I mm-hmm. like, it's really like, you got to get the ball rolling people again. Had, well, some people are like, well, I'm going to spite not go. <laughs> I hope there weren't Man. too many of those people. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's times you got to take that hit, yeah. you know, and you yeah. know, you're going to take that hit. That's right. And I'm glad that I did. It was right. It was and then you're better for it. Yeah. Right? You are better yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the and the party lives yeah. on. You know. And right. Even right. if it, yeah, even right. if it didn't, year. you're gonna do other parties and you know. So. Right. But yeah, that's maybe a good segue because we're in October right now. So I know it's, it's the party is coming. Oh, what's up. coming up? Tell us yeah. about it. Yeah. So um, as we were talking about before, this party's moved around. It's been a little mm-hmm. transient. Yeah. Um, Let me interrupt you real quick, yeah. just just for our listeners. Like we've talked about the Halloween party. Explain that a little yeah. bit more. Like with the Beck cover band and this, that, and the sure, other. Yeah, you sure. know, let us know what's all, going down. It all ties in, I think. It yeah, does. it does. It does. Yeah. So yeah, kind of in a nutshell, we started this party at the church many years ago. It outgrew that space eventually. Um, we even um, we talked about the Tinderbox show, and mm-hmm. after that. We were trying to throw it somewhere else because that spot got shut down. Right. And it pretty much everything fell through. And it it, it was like a last minute decision for me to pull the plug on working with my friend Stuart, who lived at the Tinderbox Mm -hmm. and was, you know, we threw that party together. Yep. And I didn't pull it on him as a human. I I love him, you know, but it was just like we couldn't we couldn't figure out where to do it. We were clashing on ideas and Mm -hmm. like what to call it and how to how to uh, operate it. And I finally just said, you know what? I'm just going to do it at the fucking church again. <laughs> and that, that was the last time we can ever have a party like that. <laughs> oh, cause that was I the one I where remember it was, it was epic. And this is yeah. like it, the story that you tell your grandchildren, you know, but, yeah. uh, and I, I did a Led Zeppelin cover band and did, oh, I played John right. Bonham and it was, it was, it was so fun, but it was, it was so packed that you couldn't get through yeah. people. People tried to come and they had to leave cause there was no space to come down the hallway. Yep. The floor was bowing. You know, when people were in there dancing mm-hmm. and jumping, mm-hmm. it was just like, and our shit got wrecked, you know, our oh, walls yeah. got drawn on. Yeah. And, and at one point, uh, my friend Rick like fell down the outside concrete steps and busted his head. Oh. He was fine. Oh, I mean, it yeah. just could have been real bad. Real bad. And it yeah. wasn't. And we were like, Ooh, we dodged a bullet. Yeah. Uh, so we can't yes. do this here anymore. So we that was the last time we did it at the church. But then from there, it moved. Uh, we went to Northside Yacht Club yep. when we did the Talking Heads cover band. Mm-hmm. And Brain played saxophone on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was 
yeah, that was a, such a blast. That uh, was another what a good like, what capacity, a good oh, way over capacity. It was. It was Sorry. so cool. But I just really appreciated the band that we had that year. It was like so cool. A yeah. lot of the the a couple guys All from, the from Y. Uh, yeah. The, Matt and Doug jumped on at the very end, and it was mm-hmm. like exactly what we needed. And all the yeah, the band Andrew WK, and I, I mean, it was just like a really, a really cool year. But that was, it, it wasn't like oh, it outgrew this space. It was like always too big for that space. Mm-hmm. And I love the Yacht Club, but when you walk in, there's that immediate bottleneck where you oh, have to go left or right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was a real problem. And mm-hmm. I couldn't let more people in, and there was no room in the showroom, and it was raining. Yep. So oh, people couldn't right. go out onto yeah. the patio. And so people would come in their outfits and their makeup and then they stand outside and get rained on and they would just leave. So I had to find a bigger space, which is why I went to Northside Tavern the next year. Mm -hmm. And I've hosted trivia there on every Monday night for for five years now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I got to, I had already known some of those people and uh, what a great space for the party that is. And that's where I'm still doing it. And that's Mm -hmm. where it's going to be this year. Okay, great. Um, Awesome. So, yeah. And the interesting thing about this year is, well, Two things. Uh, at the end of last year's party, a couple uh, friends of mine, who uh, female friends of mine, came up with great um, ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Rachel said, "I want to do a No Doubt cover band," mm-hmm. and uh, and then I don't know if you guys know uh, Maya Lou. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. She, oh, yeah. she wanted to do yeah. an Amy Winehouse cover band. Awesome. Oh. And I'm like, well, these are awesome. excellent fucking ideas. So mm-hmm. not only yeah. that, but let's just do all female fronted cover bands. Yep. So that's what we're doing this year. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Rachel had to drop out mm-hmm. um, due to some grad school stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Maya is doing the Amy Winehouse band. I'm very excited. Yeah, for that's cool. awesome. So that's going to be cool. Um, and then the other thing about it that's cool is the long story short, a bunch of kind of, there's like some new booking it or, uh, n- you know, new people doing booking it tavern. There was uh, another cover show there. They ended up being back to back nights hmm. and three of their cover bands were female fronted. And I'm just oh, like, no oh, shit, we're basically having the same party back to back. And huh. what I'm going to like decorate the place up and then come and pull it all out for your party. So we just decided to, and I'm friends with these people. So we just decided yeah. to merge. So we're going to do a two night. I love it. Halloween oh my party God. This year. Seriously. That's, Dude, that's awesome. That Thir- is so cool. Thursday yeah. is Halloween. So it's going to be Thursday night and Friday night. And we're okay. going to have, uh, five female fronted cover bands each night and I'm Man, fucking stoked. The list is go awesome. Go to that show. Yes. That is everybody. So cool. And what that's, I love about it great. is that every year there's some people that I'm real sad can't make it. Yeah. So this year it's like you could probably make it to one night. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, most right. people can. Yeah. So yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. Man. That's a very good point. That yeah. is that is so so awesome. Yeah. And this I'm, is the first year I'm not playing in a band, which was yeah. speaking of saying no. Yeah. I'm still like That's every hard. week I'm like, That's hard. <laughs> like oh, but I could jump up there for just <laughs> yeah, a yeah, little bit. Exactly. <laughs> and like some bands are having like, you know, members drop out and I'm like, oh, I could. But, and I'm like, no, no. Yeah, you got to hold no. to it, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. So. Don't do it. Don't do it. And that is the right decision, even though it's hard. So, yep. um, it's still a lot of work to throw the party, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, it, it's about twice as much work when you're involved in a band because that's yeah. true. Well, Gotta rehearse. well especially that... for me, cause I'm organizing the band. I'm, I've always been the band leader and I'm, I'm offering the practice space Yep. and you know, and getting the, like usually offering the, material the, out the to back line yeah. and you know, it's my drum kit that's used and all this. Yeah. So there's a yep. lot that goes into it if I'm yeah. playing in a band and it's been one of my favorite things in my entire life is to play in these cover bands. And it's, yeah. it's also, it's not just fun. It's like, it's very good experience for um learning several mm-hmm. things one is you you're playing some of your you know not necessarily heroes but iconic musicians mm-hmm. who you have to figure out how they did it and even if you don't totally figure it out you studied them and you figure out you like learn a lot doing it. a lot oh, of absolutely. these things of wow yeah. this is weird yeah i remember yeah. i remember jake saying when we were doing the dead kennedy thing he was playing guitar and he's like 
nobody plays guitar like this. Mm-hmm. It's like he, this guy doesn't right. do it like anybody else. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And yeah. that's really that's a really good experience yeah. to have. You you have you are forced outside of your comfort zone and your box. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you have to figure that out. And, and if you're singing, you have to be like, oh, this is you know David Byrne sings way at the you top of his doubt. head. Yep. Always, you know, oh wait, <laughs> and then and then Beck is always like throaty and at the front of his mouth. You know, so you got yeah. like you you have to you don't know that when you get into it and then yep, you learn sure. these things and beyond that it's so good to play with other local musicians oh, and yeah. it's always mashups so that's right. how that's, that's how brain and i really have connected we yeah. knew each other before that but that's yeah. how we have become friends more or less yeah and yeah. it's because you just it's such a good time and playing with new people and not sticking just to the people you know mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. very very fruitful no that's been an awesome gift i mean as far as getting to know different people and play like i played with mike felger who in in bands like that and played with jeff um, but also played with people that I've always wanted to play with that, you know, you never had a chance to in your normal yeah, day. Right? You just don't see Why them. would you? But ever, you provide but you, an event where yeah. people, everybody can come together. I mean, yeah. it's an awesome and gift, you know, man. That's pretty, that's a pretty good, um, I don't know, that that point is kind of microcosmic for a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. isn't it? Hmm. Um, at least of how I, I like to and try to live is that, hmm. you know, you... You, if you offer space and you offer time to people and these things like it, they can get, you know, wild as, as, as could be, you know, mm-hmm. but if you give, if you, if you put those things out there and people accept, you know, there are always these new things that happen that you never could have seen mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. And the more that you see that be the case, the more you're inspired to do it, you know? Right. Uh, and, and so when I, when I hear, you know, when somebody comes up to me after the show and they're like, you know, I just, I so enjoyed playing in this, you know, cramps cover band or, or whatever mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. and being like, I would have never done this and I would, would have never met these people right. or, yeah. or, you know, even known how to play that style of music or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's just like, it's music to my ears. It really, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what the whole thing is about. Mm-hmm. And that's, Absolutely. that's kind of the, that's the bottom line of what we've tried to embody at the church and mm-hmm. what I generally just try to embody as a, um, event organizer, but also just a musician and person in general, right? I mean, I think we're all trying to embody that. It's mm-hmm. sure, you know, but you're doing connection. That's so. good. Trying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about. I'm I'm very interested in the voiceover stuff. Yeah, and you know, being we're most of actually all of us here are musicians, mm-hmm. and you know that that has its own kind of. Uh, I don't want to say set of rules, but its own kind of way of getting into the industry right and yeah how in yep. the hell do you get into the voiceover industry how yeah. does that even work so are you asking more um how does one break through and do that or how do you get interested enough to say you're going to do it kind of thing how about both, both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's start so with let, the latter because it's yeah, actually so let's the first start with thing. how did you even like <laughs> yeah. think like I want uh, my voice on stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and, and it's funny because, because most people are like, oh, you're a voice actor. You've been dreaming of this all your life. Like, no, actually I didn't think about <laughs> it until I was 30 years old, <laughs> which is but cool. I love that though. That's uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, well, yeah, talk about that. So like the, what kind of the, the initial, the initial inspiration for that came from doing a bunch of these side things, mm-hmm. you know, right. So I mentioned trivia. Yep. Um, mm. That's something that has been. Okay. The, yeah. That was the basis of this. And it's not just because people come up and say, oh, you have a nice voice. Sometimes people do. But yeah. that didn't make me think, oh, yeah, I do. I should have a voiceover I'm, business. I'm going for this. <laughs> no, not at all. But, you know, people would consistently ask like, oh, yeah, what do you do for a day job? And they're not expecting you to hear or to hear you say that, oh, yeah, I work in a 
a closet kitchen in Oakley. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expecting you to say, I, I work in radio or mm-hmm. I do, you know, yeah. uh, whatever, something with your voice. And so I just kind of, that planted the seed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the first time. Um, Through doing trivia, you said. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't okay. the first time that I had, you know, <clears throat> really enjoyed using my voice. Not the first time people had said, oh, you have a nice voice. You should use that for something. But it was really the first time I started to think like, is that an actual feasible thing? You know, do people do that. Do people do Is that? Is this a career? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, yeah. and I'd also, you know, been, um, uh, you know, writing songs and singing for quite some time mm-hmm. and uh, officiating weddings. And I, I have no problem being in, you know, uh, in front of people with a microphone. Mm-hmm. It's funny because voiceover is being very isolated with the yeah, microphone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of the opposite. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah generally speaking and yeah, yeah right, right. right. So all those things, and, it kind of planted yeah. the seed and it kind mm-hmm. of, got me directed toward the, the thought that this could be a longer term endeavor. And of course I was interested in it. And I'll oh, tell yeah. you, there's not a human being on the fucking earth that isn't like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I swear everybody, every single person you talk to, they're like voiceover. What is that? That sounds cool. Or if they do know more about what it is, they're like, Oh yeah. Uh, like I love, uh, I love Pixar <laughs> or, you know, like I always wanted to be Batman <laughs> In the cartoons when I was younger, or oh you know, gosh. people have thought about this, especially when you were kids, yeah. right? You always had like a favorite yeah. voice, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And you, it was always like, oh, it'd be so cool to mm-hmm. do that. So mm-hmm. it does have kind of this like luster to it, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily representative of the business itself, but right. the art is, and it is an art. It it definitely has a shine, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a it's attractive. So um, I was pulled to it after I started to kind of think about whether or not it's possible, and I started basically just digging a little bit Mm -hmm. right so it was started out by just saying you know what even can you do in voiceover Mm -hmm. what what's the extent that this goes to and it turns out it's deep it's real deep there's not you know most people have i would say like three things in their in their head of like oh yeah Yeah. you could do this or this or this oh my friend does a podcast that's some voiceover stuff is or you know but Ultimately, it's just any time you hear a recorded voice and you don't see a face, mm-hmm. that 99% that's of the time, yeah. that's a voice actor that re- somebody had to record Interesting. that. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, sometimes it might have just, you know, it, it might not be a professional VO, but it's, you know, somebody recorded it. Yeah. You're hearing it. Yeah. Um, okay, and if you're not seeing a voice, it's probably a voice actor. So mm-hmm. what, I, what I realized was initially the first thing that really started to get me locked in was that this world is way bigger than I knew. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So people think about Pixar and and things like that, but do you have any idea how big the video game voiceover industry is? Mm-hmm. Every well, single character God, you've ever yeah. heard in a video game is a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's things like documentaries. These are all still things that people think about. Yeah. And there's then there's stuff like e-learning, and there's things like oh, um, right. yeah. telephony, which is Learning like on hold or something corporate right. yeah. directive yeah. things for on the phone. These yeah, are yeah. voice actors. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of different aspects that you would never even consider. Yeah. Any kind of voice that's a recorded voice. For a student who needs oh, that for exactly. you know, whatever learning disability they have. Like, yeah, and there's some really cool stuff programs. like that too. Audiobooks, of yeah. course, those are yeah. huge. And audiobooks are kind of like the um, like the the super artists craft oh, yeah. or whatever, because you have to do a lot of different voices. You have yeah. to stay completely consistent the whole time yeah, mm-hmm. right you have to right. be the narrator and everybody i mean right, can right. you imagine narrating a harry potter book or something oh my God. unbelievable you have to know the every insane. single one of those characters and come back to it immediately like wow that shit is it's cool develop but some split personality it's like. also <laughs> long form narration is hard and yeah and actually audiobooks doesn't really pay that well um so there's a there's really? a lot of ins and outs but yeah so mm-hmm. that really kind of 
when I learned how broad it was, because mm -hmm. I, and this may be to a fault, but I never want to be pigeonholed. Right. And that's honestly why I dropped out of college. Mm -hmm. I thought every single thing I studied, I'm like, well, I'm going to have like a couple options of what I can do for the rest of my fucking life. Yep. I don't want that. Yeah. Right. I don't want that at all. And that's why I've always been so attracted to music because I'll never run out of things to learn. Mm -hmm. There's always new music to listen to and there's always new inspiration and things to write. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, voiceover really is intertwined with a lot of that stuff where sure. there is always, always new stuff. There's, um, and it's, it, it is an art and it is acting, which is not something I have experience with. And that's mm -hmm. been a tough part of it. Yeah. But when you, um, and a lot of people, mm. a lot of people say that it's, it's, truly difficult acting because if you're on you know doing theater like drama stuff yeah. or or even if you're you know big on hollywood and you're mm -hmm. doing a major motion picture you have a costume and you have a set and you have a director mm -hmm. and you have none of that when you're a voice actor you have the words yeah you have people you. to feed off you have of the other actors sometimes to feed off of right sometimes and, no no i mean like oh, if you're doing the conventional acting exactly, with exactly. voiceover you don't have anything no. right yep you're usually by yourself in an isolated uh, booth mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll have a directed session or something but yeah point is you have to come up with all of it yeah you know and that's really fun and i'm not great at it yet but i'm yeah. getting better mm -hmm. and it's it's cool it's a challenge um so these things all kind of started compiling yeah. and yeah. then once i once I realized like, oh, I'm, my interest has peaked even more and there's actually a solid outlet of jobs that you can get and this is somewhat sustainable mm -hmm. and maybe this could be what makes me feel better about <laughs> trying to make a living as a creative yeah. because yeah. Right. it's so fucking hard and I yeah. don't trust the music industry yeah, I'm, anymore I'm with streaming stuff and it's so hard to make yeah. a living. You're either a billionaire or you're a poor man, you know? Yeah, right. And so right. this is right. something that I feel like can um, not only fulfill you know, a lot of the interests that go along with why I love music, but also can pay the bills. Yep. And I can eventually, once I get it smoothed out, I can do it on the road. Mm -hmm. You can do it remotely. Right. I can travel with it. Yeah. So awesome, there's just man. a lot of these boxes that started getting checked. And then I finally said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to look into school. And so I found a program online um, and I enrolled in it and I, mm -hmm recorded some demos and it wasn't the best program in the world. Yeah. I won't talk too much shit about them, but it, <laughs> it wasn't great teaching. It wasn't great demo production. And, but it was what I needed to get started. Mm -hmm. And Trying I was to too green to know any better. And, I couldn't yeah, right, out the bullshit right. yet. And yeah, right. Um, so I kind of, at the beginning of this year, I more or less went back to school and I was like, okay, I found this awesome studio called edge studio out of mm -hmm. Manhattan. Okay. And they are no bullshit. They'll tell you exactly what you did wrong and why you wouldn't get that job wow. and what you need to do because your branding sucks, uh, or, you know, how, Damn. yeah. And that's, that's awesome. what I needed. Yeah. The previous program was a little sugarcoating and they okay. were just like, you can do it. Follow and then they, and then they give you the allotted amount of courses and then they say, you're ready. And they slap you on the ass and you're so not ready. Bye. I wasn't ready anyway. Yeah. Um, so is so it I a little bit like go to New York and get your ass whipped a little bit and come back and more or less, I got my ass know. whipped and then went to New York <laughs> when I was ready <laughs> right, to. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, so I, those were just like kind of short travel okay. um, situations to record the actual demos, but I'd already okay. done the hard part of, um, working with, with individual, um, voice coaches and, hmm. you know, hearing how, how, how bad I was, uh, -huh. uh out on the porch before we started recording the session we were talking about singing yeah, uh, lessons yeah. and i was mentioning i've been doing that for uh some months and mm -hmm. man the same thing applies you don't know how bad of a singer you are until you start taking lessons uh -huh. or how bad of a voice actor you are and then it's how it all, it's, it's with everything man. Yeah. To, it is it is yeah. it's tough to swallow yeah but mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do because you have to yeah. you have to know it's not like you would have just been 
you know, fine with being that shitty all your life. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Need that right? feedback. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it is ultimately good. But yeah, you, when it's just you and one other person and they're a professional mm-hmm. and then you hear yourself, you're like, I'm so sorry. Hum- for your humbling. <laughs> wow. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, man. I mean, this has been super fun. I Hell mean, yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us about anything you've got coming up? I mean, you said the, the yeah, show sure. for one, but you know how we would like for your career to blossom and flourish <laughs> yeah. and have all the people knocking down your door. Um, how can Thanks, we, yeah. how can we put you out there? What's, how can people find you? Well, all that stuff. Yeah. It, so I, I definitely have some, you know, I'm like part of all of this is building a, a, a presence in it, not just mm-hmm. for Adam stone, but for, you know, the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was also part of what I did this year. It wasn't just going back to school for vocal technique and delivery, mm-hmm. but doing a, a, you know, more professional rebrand. I hired mm-hmm. great, great people that, uh, worked with me, Zach Mueller, who I, um, had mentioned previously, mm-hmm. he, he's a tattoo artist at white whale, but he, okay. he still does branding for, uh, individuals every once in a while. And, and man, he, he just did a killer job. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of at the point. Killer. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. It's, it's an awesome design. I'm really happy yeah. with yeah. that. And it, it really like it, it, you know, branding is really supposed to represent you. It's not just yeah. supposed to be a pretty logo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does. Yeah. As I talked about being everything guy, the, mm-hmm. the logo is a little pocket knife with a microphone yeah. coming out. I love it. Yeah. Um, and, it's and we set. had yeah. a good meeting and he just nailed it. So things like that. I now feel like I'm, uh, I've got a lot more, uh, you know, you're always faking it till you make it, but I was faking <laughs> it fucking hard <laughs> before. And now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm actually not faking it so much anymore. I, I feel good yeah. about this branding. I feel good about my you yes, know, delivery. Man. I feel good yeah. about my studio that I've built. Um, so it's really about to, to take the turn. Um, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. That's that's tough because there a lot of the the turn that needs to be taken is in like active marketing and that stuff isn't mm. as fun as like going and doing a voice. It's of not, no. mm. but it's but a, that's what super you, probably almost doesn't matter more what, important yeah, in a way. It like, really is, yeah. right. and you're gonna probably spend. It doesn't matter if you're a voice actor yeah. or a drummer or whatever. You're gonna spend eighty percent of the time on business and twenty percent of the time on art if you're lucky. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I'm really really like kind of trying to be diligent about doing the the legwork now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is all coming and I've been doing that for a while. So yeah, then the next thing is just to really start building a client list. Um, yep. and you know, there's passive marketing and active marketing and the mm-hmm. active part is obviously reaching out. It's mm-hmm. difficult. You gotta make cold yeah. calls. You gotta get rejected a million times or just nobody returned, you know, one out of five people returned an email or at nothing. all. Yep. Right. It's yeah. just how it's going to be. Um, yeah. but the passive marketing of having a good website, having a social media presence, which I am on, um, my company name is Adam Stone Voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook with a business page. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. that's places mm-hmm. that people can find me. I feel really good about my website, which is adamstonevo.com, as in voiceover. Yes. And I, I must cut in here. So Adam is a, a handsome, handsome man. <laughs> beautiful you can, man. You can see a beautiful man. You can see his beautiful oh, face. You can see my on, blushing cheeks yeah. right now. On that, on that website. So even more reason to go check it out. You know, that's yeah. a uh, another thing that... Um, was great was I hired uh, Ryan back as uh, mm-hmm. to take some uh, some photographs Very earlier cool. this year and he just did such a good job too so that's yeah. uh, that's one of those pictures um, so it, I've really learned uh, like I to pull back from the everything guy thing sometimes mm-hmm. you got to fucking hire people and yeah they man. know what they're doing I'm and you, man. you don't and yeah. you, the results are immediately like wow Delegate what was stuff. I thinking yeah. before <laughs> right 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 <laughs> this shit is right, great right, right so yeah. um, and hopefully you know at some point and I already feel like I'm 
part of the way there, but hopefully at some point that will be the case when somebody says, oh, I can do my own recording. And then mm-hmm. if they're like, oh, Adam Stone came in and did this. And they're like, oh, I see. Oh, yeah. That's why you hire people. Yes. And that's yeah. why that's right. why voice actors can get paid pretty well for doing a 15-second spot. Yep. Because it's not just 15 seconds of work. No. It's all the shit you've put into it. Right. Um, and it's the fact right. that you've been studying this right. for years and years yep. and that you've, you know, done a lot of stuff for no money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's all that. And so that's you... why you have, that's why you charge accordingly. And you don't just say, oh, yeah, 15 seconds is, whoa, what's the, how much am I making an hour then? You can't really look at it like that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think your site lays it out pretty well. Like you're a full service. You can do virtually everything and give you a finished product instead of giving it to them and they have to, you know, have their engineers do it and all this stuff. It's like, exactly. here's the product. Right. No stress. Yeah. And that, it's just not um, me just showing up talking into a microphone. This, right. It's this whole yeah. other... And Brain, I appreciate all kinds you, of other I appreciate stuff, you yeah. saying that. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate you saying that because that's one of the things that's been tough for the branding is because yeah. mm-hmm. when you just just naturally or inherently as a voice actor, if you have um a you know, a little excuse me, I've been drinking beer. There it is. Ooh, Ooh. there we go. That was one of those nice. and don't was, edit that out. You can tell that he's a beautiful burp. That was that the was nicest burp. sounding burp that we've ever had. Oh, I've right? delivered a burp or two in my command. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easy one right there, baby. That's hilarious. Um, but no, that's been a, a real struggle is to make it um, clear that I'm not a man that can do a million voices. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Mel Blanc who did all the Disney, or I'm not Disney, all the um, Looney Tunes characters. Right, right, yeah. right. I'm not right, that right. guy. Um, and I'm going to work on that, and I'm going to be able to do more characters and more accents down the road. Right. But for now, it's my authentic voice, and that does sell. That's what now the market, the voiceover market is more yeah. in the, like, they want the unique voice that is you rather than mm-hmm. like, let's hear your best Daffy Duck or, yep. or yeah. let's hear your best in a world. You know, that's not <laughs> right, a thing. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is, but, but you can very that much. Well. That very much well, there's people that got that locked down. Already. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. small, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. Niche, and niche thing. Don LaFontaine was the man that like started all that. And yeah, everyone yeah. tried to imitate him. Right. He did right, all the right, jobs right. for years. Yep. And so that, and that has closed a little bit. Now people want, uh, uh, every man voice they want something that is relatable mm-hmm. you know uh, look at like a Verizon commercial that fucking schmuck that does the Verizon commercial <laughs> but he's so goddamn relatable you yeah. know what I mean like uh, he's, yeah he just looks like a dude he's just a dude yeah. and that's what right, they want right, and he does right. just a dude yeah. so well Yeah. so that's right, a lot of where right, the market right, right. is now um, which is cool but point being it's it, it took a little a little work and I'm just mm-hmm. finishing it to, to figure out how to not represent my misrepresent myself as mm-hmm. somebody that can do all the voices it's more somebody that can do all the steps of the, the surrounding yep. work. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, that involves maybe copywriting, maybe audio engineering, um, and, of course, just, like, having good tools and, and I being think ready. That's music to the ears of somebody that just needs that. Like, I don't have a department to do that, but I, mm. if I, right. this guy can give me this product, then right. sweet. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot more of the um, hiring now is going direct. So it almost all of used to be through agencies. Yep. And there's still plenty of that. And you're not, there's a lot of jobs you're just not going to get if you don't have an agent. Yeah. And there's a lot of jobs you're not going to get if you don't live in LA or New York. Right. But mostly LA. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, you got to figure out how to work that. Mm. Uh, Making it work but in it's all, there are a lot of people now going direct because people can mm-hmm. now have the whole thing, you don't have to pay $20,000 for a mixer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you just do it at you your can house. Have the most important right, part yeah. of your, or most expensive part of your equipment is your laptop. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, right. And, I mean, microphones aren't cheap, but they're not, you know, $20,000. They're not 20 grand. Yeah. Even right. a Neumann is, you know, 3000 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's expensive, but it's not like it used to be. So yeah. now people, and it's because people are able to kind of have more skills around vocal technique, as we were just talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Now people are uh, voice seekers, even like big companies I know uh, yeah. um, have, are going direct to, they're saying, oh, here's a voice actor's website. What can they do? What do they sound like? Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. hire you. Just me. Hire you. And then they might even do all of their posts in-house. They yeah. don't even hire it out to a production right. house. Right. Yeah. So a lot of it's becoming yeah. more streamlined. And, and that is kind of to my advantage or people yeah. in my sure. situation. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as I have good branding. And you're able to do that with, you have a setup now to mm-hmm. do that? That's oh, yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, last year I, I finished, uh, worked on building the studio <laughs> that is um, it had a walk-in. It's the only walk-in closet in the entire church, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so I, that was the whole impetus to get this room. I paid a little extra rent for it. And, Beautiful. Um, turned it into a vocal booth. Uh, so, Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's great. I have like a whole space to work, and it's it's really excellent. So that is awesome. That's kind awesome. of yeah. I've got the foundation poured. It's stable and starting to build the house now. Beautiful that man. Is awesome. Yeah. Well, I gotta ask you. Um, I mean, you've done so many different things. And you're you're a promoter, event planner, local musician, voiceover, all these inspiring things. All the things. Um, and I get that you know through our conversation, like a lot of this stuff kind of came to you, and you responded to it, right? And you were inspired, and oh, well, I want to try this, or I want to yeah, try absolutely. that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, I I totally get that. But what um, I don't know. I don't want to ask like, what advice would you give a <laughs> inspiring voiceover actor i'm not saying that necessarily but you know through all the different endeavors that you've had and they've all been pretty diy independent yeah you know starting it up on your own or with friends you know what i mean this isn't like a i have a huge investor to do this thing right you've had to build your life which is really beautiful mm-hmm. sitting here listening to you. And I really mean that. I mean, it's Thanks, a yeah. very, it's very cool to share. Beautiful. You make me feel real good here. about myself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, here for. I'll, yeah. co- I'll be back next week. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, what, I don't know. I mean, what, like, what kind of moves you through this, this whole process of all these seemingly, uh, different endeavors, mm-hmm. But it's you're kind of owning it, man, Thanks. and it's it's awesome, and you're you're working it, and I get it. You say no, but you're also doing a lot, mm-hmm. and so what, you know, what drives you, um, you know, you, you can know. just leave it there actually, because yeah. that's actually that's the question, right? Yeah, is mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you can do all kinds of things, but what, mm-hmm. why do you do it? What drives yep. you? Mm-hmm. And yeah. of course, some of that is going to be you know, genetic or maybe it was how you were raised or something, mm-hmm. but I, I don't necessarily, I mean, my, not necessarily with not you necessarily. though. Right? And, and, and my, my family is That's what incredible I love. and my parents yeah. are very supportive. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but you know, they were never like, you know, you could be a musician. Right, <laughs> this is uh, what I want. For yeah, you had a yeah, really good were, sounding uh, voice, young it, man. It was more like, Oh, you're dropping out of college to become a musician. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, what, what, that's a great question, and and I appreciate how you phrased it because if you know it's like, what's your advice for yada yada? Like you nah, can nah, say nah, whatever, yeah. But it really does. If you're if you're getting down to mm-hmm. the basis, the the brass tacks of the thing, it's you know why do you do that, mm-hmm. and what there you know what what is it that makes you want to do that? Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. me, at the end of the day, I've it's it's just all about trying to 
do as much for people in the the world as possible. And mm-hmm. it, and I learned a long time ago that the first and most important thing for that is to take care of yourself and to treat yourself well and to do your fucking best to not go insane. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's especially Self-care. hard yeah. in this day and age, but it's always been hard. Let's mm-hmm. be honest, you know, and mm-hmm. in a lot of ways I have it easy. I'm not fucking out, you know, eating dog on the Oregon trail here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I have a pretty comfy life, uh, but mm-hmm. it's still hard as fuck, you yeah. know, yeah. and everybody's right. is and problems are relative. Right. You know, the, the queen of, England has problems, oh, right? Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter if, you know, you can compare that to a starving child in Africa. Yeah, it's a pretty stark difference, but problems are relative and they're all problems. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about mm-hmm. having a, a pretty straight and honest look at yourself in the mirror and saying, not just like, mm, how, what am I, you know, what am I bad at? It's, it's saying like, yeah. what am I actually trying to get out of this life? And what yes. am I trying to give from, from this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it's just been repeatedly shown to me that when you give good things, it comes back. And it's not, yeah. it, you don't have to wait 15 years. Yeah. It might be the next fucking day, you yeah. know? Um, and, and that's really, I feel like so much of how I've gotten to some of the points in my life that I've gotten to. And they're not like, uh, I mean, they're milestones, but it, you know, I haven't climbed Everest uh, even figuratively, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. some of the things that you, even just a little thing and, since I'm, we're all musicians here, I'll just take it back to music and say some of the songs I've written and most of them haven't been put out there to the world a mm-hmm. lot. You know, um, I haven't started a band of my, you know, that plays my songs or anything, but some of the songs that I've written, I've played once or twice for a couple people. And, um, one specifically time that I'm remembering there's, uh, I w- it was really moving for my friend. Um, this song that I played, it was, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a pretty intense and, sh- and, you know, it's, I, I love this song. I, mm-hmm. I feel really good about it, but then this is years back, but, uh, I wasn't sure how it would be received. And the first time I ever played it was for, uh, my friend, Luke Bainey. This mm-hmm. was another green bean delivery mm-hmm. friend. And he was, I don't know even what he was going through in his life at the time, but it spoke to him directly and it was uncanny. He was just like beside himself about how much that music and those lyrics mm-hmm. were telling his story. And I could never have guessed that, you know, and I didn't write it like for For Luke specifically, but after he said that, and I I remember going home that night and thinking like, if nobody else ever heard this song, that was more than worth it to write. Mm -hmm. And, and that is my drive. That's what inspires me is that you can make a huge difference in such a small way. And it doesn't have to be a, you know, a, a viral YouTube video or something right. that like mm-hmm. half the world sees same bullshit it could be a whatever, single yeah. individual that just needs that right yeah. now. Yeah. And that could have changed the way that they move forward from that point, you know? Yeah. And they might go on to affect other people positively, maybe not directly from what you did, but that might've had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And all those things are, you know, it's, it's synergistic. All mm-hmm. those things connect yeah. in some right. way, whether it's deep or on the surface and and once you start to see some of that and then you're like okay i'm catching on mm-hmm. and then you do it some more and it, yeah. it starts to grow that is it's it's pretty it's a snowball situation mm-hmm. yeah and i've had that for sure and you know i'm only i'm only 33 i feel like it's just got so much bigger to get mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i love that and and i think that we even if even if not everybody you know would say that about themselves or or would claim to live that way i think everybody knows knows that mm-hmm. deep down i know mm-hmm. you three do at least like that's yeah. you know 
Um, there's, you can call it whatever you want. The name doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. There is a, there's a, a drive to be a good human for reasons that are, you know, pretty ineffable, mm-hmm. but yeah, at the end of the day, you see the results of your good work and that will keep you doing it, man. Boom. That was a mic drop <laughs> moment. <laughs> well, I think, Thanks, oh man, I don't what know do how brain? else to go out Damn. on that. That that was perfect. Um, <laughs> I was feeling a little bummed out coming in into the session day for other reasons, and yeah. you've lifted my uh, yes, yeah, sir. Man. Yeah, cool. I needed to hear well, that. Yeah, man. And That's I've great. been I've been lifted up by people like that so often. Sometimes it's just like a single sentence somebody says. Yeah, like, right. It, sure. it turns your day around a little bit. So yeah, and, and that's exactly what we were just talking Pretty about. Pretty much if why you can we do, do that for somebody. Thing, so. Yeah, and and this is a great example. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. a, you get people in here, and mm-hmm. you know, I didn't expect to say that shit I just said. What did I even say? Right. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but pretty, I'm gonna listen to it later. Pretty like, profound. Oh, <laughs> pretty profound I gotta say. But but yeah, you guys you guys put this table here, and you guys started this podcast, and made this space for that to happen so yeah. every, we're all doing it you know what i yeah. mean um what whatever scale um it's it's the same same stuff running so yeah thank you guys thank you oh, thank you brother yeah it's awesome all right well one more time adam stone tell us where the people out there listening can find you yeah for sure so uh adamstonevo.com is is the first and foremost mm-hmm. that's my my website which i'm feeling really good about lately it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much all all done up. All the bows are on. It's beautiful. Um, and then on social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that stuff's all great and all. But the the best thing is to fucking come talk to me. Person, hey, you know? man. Um, I love talking to to good people and and you know most people like talking to me. All right, so that's how you get the most done. And and you can talk to Adam at the Northside Tavern. <laughs> that's right. Come and see me every November, Monday. Or November, Jesus. Every oh, Monday. October thirty first. <laughs> In November 1st. That's right. Halloween, Halloween party's party. coming up. I don't know what I'll be dressed as, so you have to find me. I'm not sure. All right. Gonna be like it's going to be like a... a not playing in a band this year, so I can maybe do a Yeah, you just might pop out. Nobody knows. <laughs> you never know. You might pop right up there on stage. Yeah, right. See yeah, it. man. Right. And well, then you said and, and every more, Monday. That's what I was just going to say, is yeah. you, you had me thinking more consistently every Monday. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been Great. such a good gig for me, and that's been something that... Uh, has, has, I mean, as we said, it even led to some of this voiceover stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, right. that's great. And it's wonderful to have a weekly gig where not only mm-hmm. I get experience of being on a microphone and holding a room of, you know, 50 to a hundred people every mm-hmm. single week, mm-hmm. but also the people there are fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love the people that come there and a good time. it's yeah. such a good time. So that's, it's a great I, place that's where, too. Yeah, and people can just come and it, it's not like, yeah, I'm on the stage, but it's not like that at all. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we all bullshit as humans. And if you want to come and do that, I'd be happy to bullshit with any of you guys. That's or awesome. or anybody listening, really. Come on out. So yeah. you can hear Adam's dulcimer tones. And that's 8 p.m. every Monday. 8 p.m. every Monday. Every Monday. Northside Tavern. Yeah, yeah man. But if Cincinnati. you want the big one, Halloween. Halloween. Coming up. Coming up. Yeah. Northside yes. Tavern. Yeah, and check out also, um, real quick on that note, um, check out the Facebook event. Uh, okay. this, the party is called Season of the Witch. Because it's all lady fronted cover bands, all ladies. Yep. Um, okay. And we that is that is live and rocking. So if you want to if you want to come to that, that's where you would find some details of yeah. all the bands that are playing in that Excellent. stuff. So, yeah, check it out, dude. I, I we can't thank you enough for being here. This yeah. is an incredible conversation, mm-hmm. y'all. Seriously, do not sleep on this, dude. Mm-hmm. Anything <laughs> he does is gonna be killer. Watch out, reach out. All the things. Do it up. Adam, my man. Fuck yeah. I appreciate you guys. Cheers. Appreciate you. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Daniel, where can uh, the people out there find us? 
You can find this podcast and all of our podcast episodes at easymojobaby.com, along with all the you know band stuff, music stuff, merchandising is going to be coming up soon. Big so tent. check us out. Give us a like. Give us a review. Subscribe. Share. All the things. Get your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah. Hey, real quick, Make what's, the merch- what's the merchandise that's coming up? I'm curious. Uh, we just, we, you know, different uh, hats. Because the, the hoodies. Look, yeah, this is stickers. Yeah, so. we, got, we got stickers, coasters, uh, buttons. Buttons. Or pins, I guess. Very awesome. But now we're going to keep on with the merchandising stuff. We got some new designs coming at everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. I'll be getting Check some us of out. That. Yeah, right, y'all should too. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is Easy Mojo Podcast signing off till next time. Peace, y'all.